Hey checkmates, it's your Uncle Derek coming to you. Just talking to you through my phone's voice recorder. So this is one of those kind of run-and-gun uploads. Um, a new episode of the show went up yesterday as I'm recording this, I think. Um, so please listen to that if you haven't. I liked the episode, I had fun doing it. But in between the time when that was recorded and when it was uploaded, some... News happened that I have to address in an upload form, and rather than wait until next week for a new episode, I thought I'd just do an upload, sort of independent of everything before or everything else like I've done before in similar circumstances. Um, over the last day, it became known to all of us that uh, Gilbert Gottfried passed away. Gilbert Gottfried, if you don't recognize the name, you recognize the voice. He's got one of the most, I should say he had, one of the most distinctive voices in all of comedy and all of movies and all of TV. And uh, You know him. You absolutely know him. And it, it's interesting to see what people know him from, because I've seen a wide variety of what of how people know Gilbert popping up in my social media. A lot of people know him as a stand-up comic. A lot of him, a lot of people know him from his appearances on talk shows. A lot of people know him because he was on Saturday Night Live a bunch. Uh, some people my age who like to pretend that they don't approve of curse words will say that they know him as the parrot in Aladdin, uh, which, of course, you do know him as that, but let's not pretend that that's the only place you've ever heard of him. Uh, he also, I mean, he did a ton of voice work. He was in uh, the Clerks animated series. He was in the Superman animated series from the 90s. He showed up on Duckman. At one point, he was on Night Court for a few episodes. He uh, he did a lot of stuff, man. Uh, he was the Aflac Duck at, at one point until some shenanigans happened. He just popped up everywhere. I'm realizing that I haven't even mentioned one of my favorite appearances of his, one of, I think, everybody's favorite appearances of him, of his. He showed up on uh, the game show uh, Hollywood Squares and went on a legendary, I think, 10-question or near-10-question near run of tricking the people into believing him or, or not believing him when they should have done exactly the opposite. And every time that they were wrong, he just shouted, You fool! at them. And uh, it, I, I, look that up. Google Gilbert Gottfried, G-O-T-T-F-R-I-E-D, Gottfried. Uh, Google Gilbert Gottfried uh, on Hollywood Squares and it'll pop up. Or Gil Gilbert Gottfried, you fool, it'll pop up. Um, it's one of the funniest things that's happened on free daytime television ever. He was, he was just uh, just limitlessly funny in that moment. Because that's what Gilbert did. He walked into a moment where you didn't expect him to be, and he was funny in a way that you didn't expect him to be funny. Always. Always funny in a way that you didn't expect him to be funny. He could make the word hello funny. Sometimes just because of his voice. Because, you know, the whole world knows that Gilbert Gottfried talked like this. And that's a funny voice in and of itself. He he very intentionally exaggerated the nature of his voice and and put a lot of energy into it and stuff and 
if you ever caught him off stage, and I know many people who have, he was very soft-spoken, very mild, very polite, cordial, but very soft-spoken and almost shy when he wasn't on stage. He turned it on when he got on stage, and he did, it was virtually a character when he got on stage. And so many people say that. It's I, I've heard his natural speaking voice a couple of times just because I'm the kind of obsessive that will find that sort of thing. And uh, maybe the closest to his actual speaking voice is when he did his Groucho Marx impression, which uh, he didn't do the same Groucho Marx. He didn't do the same Groucho Marx that everybody does. He did the old Groucho Marx who was starting to fade. Like, that was his Groucho Marx impression, and it was really funny. Uh, or, like, his Seinfeld impression was a little bit closer to his natural speaking voice, although not he doesn't sound like Seinfeld, but you kind of got the flavor of his voice from those two impressions that uh, you, you knew that there was more to him than just, just the yelling guy, you know. Uh, he He manufactured that and made an entire life of that when... Anybody who met him off stage, or anybody who knew him well off stage, and believe me, I did not, but anybody who did would describe him very differently from what you saw on stage. And I keep saying on stage because that's primarily how I think of Gilbert. I primarily think of him as a stand-up comic. He worked for years and years as one of the funniest, most just insanely hilarious comics in the world. And he... He, for a long time, I, I'm not going to say that he worked clean, but for a long time, profanity was not the crux of what he did. It eventually became that because of, of an experience he had that I, I guess I should talk about. But for a long time, his stand-up stuff, frankly, his stand-up stuff pre-9-11-01, you need to seek that out because it's genius and it's so funny and it's mostly not vulgar. He had a bit that he, I think, did 10 minutes of jokes about squid. Uh, and uh, during which he would tear up a napkin and make it look like a squid, and he would just do jokes about squid for probably five, ten minutes. And it was brilliant, and I've been trying to find it online, and I can't, of course, because everybody's Googling everything to do with Gilbert, and the squid thing only sticks in the head of some people, uh, and I'm one of those people. But the squid thing was hilarious. He, He just told jokes from a perspective that you didn't get from other comics ever. And that uh, shifted a little bit because you started getting some of the classic dirty jokes from him after 9-11. Because what happened was he was doing a Friars Club roast that was being filmed for Comedy Central. I think it was the roast of Hugh Hefner. Don't quote me on that. And it was right after 9-11. The show went on anyway, and they... You know, everybody tried to steer clear from 9-11 jokes or from Middle Eastern jokes or things like that. Gilbert went out there and tried to do a little bit of topical humor in a way that was just tanking, just absolutely bombing. I think he was even getting booed by the other friars. Such was the state of comedy after 9-11. Such is the state of comedy 20 years later after 9-11. But he, he just, he knew that he didn't have the crowd, and he decided, all right, I'll do something I know you're going to like. And he did the aristocrats joke. 
if you're unfamiliar with the aristocrats joke, the it's not a very funny premise. It's not a very funny joke. The basic concept of the joke is a family like acting group or performance group goes into a producer's office and the producer says, "Okay, what have you got?" and the family proceeds to to perform just very disturbing pornographic acts on one another. And when they get to the end of their performance, the producer says, well, what do you call that act? And the family says, the aristocrats. And that's the joke. It's not funny. There's nothing funny about that joke at all. It's a terrible joke. Some people even have to Google the word aristocrat to figure out why it's supposed to be funny. What's funny about it, if put in the right hands is not the joke. What's funny about it is the telling because you go the the performer goes into depth describing the acts that they're performing and it's meant to be profane and vulgar and dirty although actually I've heard clean versions that I that I think are a much more interesting challenge but the the point of the joke is to go so far that it's so upsetting that your audience can't help but laugh. And that's the joke that Gilbert did in the room at that roast when he realized he couldn't do topical humor. He did the aristocrats. And I've heard, I don't think the footage of that is out there because it would cost way too much to put out there. But I've heard people describe it that were there in the room as the sound in the room transcending laughter into completely something else because he just killed. And from that point on... Gilbert largely did dirty material. He shifted what he did and started doing, I don't want to call it lowest common denominator stuff, but kinda. But here's the thing, he's Gilbert Gottfried. He was still doing it very well, and he was still doing it in a way that nobody else was doing it, and it was still very, very funny. But it was just a complete shift that is kind of a shame, because he's sort of been getting remembered here lately as one of those profane comics, as the dirty joke guy. And for so very, very long, that's not what he was. It's kind of a shame that he became that. He still did it well, and I'm no prude. I'll laugh at a dirty joke if it's a funny, dirty joke. I Yeah, I appreciate what he did. But I, I kind of wish people remembered the squid material, you know? <laughs> He uh, he was so funny without needing the profanity that when he started doing the profanity, it was, to me, it was jarring. It was just something I never would have expected of him to go that far and that dark into the dirty jokes. But he did it really well. I just missed when he didn't, you know? And, like, it, it's, it, it's, it's difficult to describe. But he... he what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is he could have told any kind of joke. And he was excellent at telling any kind of joke. And I just wish that more people remembered that now. You know? So I guess if you want to see the element of Gilbert that I'm talking about, seek him out on uh, some of his interviews that he did on some of the late night shows. Because he couldn't do as much blue material on those shows. So seek out that version of him. Or seek out... Seek out any of his appearances on uh, Penn's Sunday School. Penn Gillette is one of was one of 
like they 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 were very good friends. I don't want to assume and say best friends, but they were very good friends. In fact, going back to the 1990s, uh, Gilbert appeared at a local comedy club here. My brother tells this story. Uh, Gilbert appeared at a local comedy club here, and standing around with him, working security for him, was Penn Jillette. Just apropos of nothing, wasn't announced as being there, wasn't, you know, didn't go up on stage with him or anything, just kind of serving as Gilbert's muscle, because they were friends, and I guess Penn was around. Don't really know the full story on that. If I ever get Penn Jillette into a room, I'll ask him, (laughs) like, hey, what was... In the 1990s, did you just, like, hang out with Gilbert when he'd do, you know, small clubs in St. Louis? You know, what was the deal there? See if he has any memory of that time. But uh, odds are probably not. Penn has has led a very interesting life. Um, and I mean that. He's led an interesting life. Penn Gillette, incidentally, drug and alcohol-free. He, he's. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying that he's had a lot of experiences, and I don't expect him to remember one gig in St. Louis where he hung out with Gilbert, you know? But... Uh, Gilbert went on Penn's podcast, Penn's Sunday School, several times over the years and was actually most recently on, along with Gilbert's wife, uh, in February of this year, just a a handful of weeks ago. He was on Penn's Sunday School. And uh, that was the first thing I thought of when I heard that Gilbert was gone, that he, he was just on Penn's Sunday School, and I just had fun listening to two good friends laughing their asses off talking to each other and like on that show on that episode uh the first of two episodes i guess uh pen even did a an impression of gilbert which was barely an impression it was just him saying the word okay and because that's i guess the main response you'd get from gilbert off mic you'd say something to him you'd go okay and just be very you know quiet and polite about it and just you know agreeable but not saying a lot you'd Saved that for the stage, I guess, or that was just the character on stage. But Penn just did his impression of Gilbert, Gilbert to Gilbert, and Gilbert and his wife both laughed their asses off because they were like, yeah, that, that's not going to be funny to anybody. But yeah, that's that's who he is, you know? And I thought that was really sweet that they just had that that little moment there. And it's, in hindsight, very nice to... I, I'm, I'm glad that that... That uh, podcast appearance was the first thing that came to mind for me, was just not thinking about the dirty joke guy, not thinking about the parrot in Aladdin, not thinking about him playing Patrick Swayze in the Clerks animated cartoon, which is hilarious. Uh, That's just a hilarious concept, and hilarious concept. The first thing that came to mind was Gilbert sitting with a good friend having a laugh, and that makes me happy to think about, and it also makes me a little sad to think about. I also remembered the podcast Harmontown, Dan Harmon's podcast back when he was doing community and just starting Rick and Morty. He's been it's been yeah, on the shelf for a couple of years now, but uh with the with occasional uploads. But uh Harmontown is no longer active, but at one point Gilbert appeared on that and was just sort of guest in the room for it just for the whole episode and just kind of contributing here and there and being asked questions and giving answers and things like that. Just kind of being in the room and having fun. And uh, one of the concepts of Harmontown is at the end of every Harmontown episode, not every, but close to every Harmontown episode, Dan gets whoever's there to play Dungeons and Dragons with him for the audience. Because there's an audience. And uh, he wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons with Gilbert Gottfried. And Gilbert was like, 
I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Let me set this out. You you guys have fun. I'll just be here in the room. If you know, if I have anything I want to say, I'll say it. Basically, is what he said. And Dan said, "All right, fine." You know, and they kind of started playing D and D. And Dan just was trying to talk Gilbert into doing anything, just saying anything in the D and D game. Just like, just, just like, okay, you're this guy, and just say what you would say as this guy. And you could hear Gilbert being a little bit uncomfortable and just going. Well, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, man. You know, like, it was just a completely foreign world to him. But he did it. Like, he said something as a character in the D&D world, and Dan Harmon got to tell people he played D&D with Gilbert Gottfried. Whether or not he should have is another question, because it was clearly, clearly Gilbert wasn't into it, but whatever, time makes fools of us all. But he, you know, Dan got to play D&D with Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert was incredibly funny on that. Didn't know he was going to be on the show when I was listening to it. He just showed up and was funny and fun, and that's what Gilbert Gottfried did. And he did it over and over again. Every time, he'd just show up, and he'd be fun, and he'd be funny, and it'd be great, and you'd be happy that he was there. And that's over now. I'm no longer going to start watching a TV show or a movie and Gilbert Gottfried is not going to show up, and he's not going to be funny, and he's not going to be perfect in it because he's no longer with us. That's I'm never going to have that experience again. And I don't know how I'm going to know that I miss it, but I'm going to miss it. I think all of us are. Because Gilbert Gottfried was one of the funniest guys to ever walk the earth. I've had to say that a lot lately. They were friends. They were friends. I want to think that on the other side, somewhere at a table, sits Gilbert Gottfried with Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald, and why not, Louis Anderson's there too. And they're just sitting there, telling jokes about Hitler making everybody uncomfortable, especially Hitler. I want to believe that that's happening somewhere, metaphysically, right now. I want to believe that on the other side of this, people are that lucky. Because on this side, we're very unlucky. We've lost a lot of funny guys in the last several months. And I'm tired of recording tributes to them, man. I'm tired of recording tributes to funny guys. Gilbert Gottfried, one of the funniest guys. Hands down, one of the funniest guys. It's going to take a while to process this one for me, and for anybody who was a fan of his, he was just excellent. And I know that there are a million things about him and about his career and highlights from his career that I'm forgetting to mention. I'm actually pretty happy with myself that I remembered to mention the Hollywood Squares thing, because that's the kind of thing that might have flown out of my head otherwise. But I know there's a million things that I should be mentioning that I'm not. He was just so funny. Again, just that guy who you didn't expect to be there, who was just there and was always gold. And I'm really going to miss that. And I know you are too. Checkmates, thanks so much for indulging me in this, for listening, for 
you know, feeling some of the same things that I feel with me. And Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. It sucks to say that. Rest in peace, Gilbert. My sympathies to all that knew him, to folks like Penn Gillette and, and the like. I, I never met him. I wish I would have gotten the chance. Seems like I missed out on a good meeting, you know? Rest in peace, Gilbert. And the rest of you, uh, please continue to take COVID-19 seriously. Uh, even though things are looking a lot better than they were, please get vaccinated. If you're not, please get boosted. If you're not, I'm working on getting my own booster scheduled. It's been... I actually had COVID, so I had the antibodies, so it wasn't that pressing, but we're getting to a point where I need it, so I'm working on that still. But uh, take it seriously. Wear a mask when you need to. Distance when appropriate. Apart from that, please remember that black lives matter, that trans rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time. I'll talk to you soon.